Well, we're looking in the summer solstice in the rearview mirror. Uh, now the days are getting shorter, but they are long and they are hot and humid. Well, I guess that means it's summertime. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of June 26, 2014. You know, the part of what you said that makes me sad is that the days are getting shorter. As you know, I really like long days, and um, I can get a lot more done that way, and I just love the rhythm that we have in the summer. But the weather, not so much. Um, it is, we just have this pattern now, hot, humid, scattered thunder showers, usually in the afternoon. But like, Usually in the afternoon. But today, you know, I had to... I had to um, take my laundry off the line before you were racing the showers yes. getting that laundry off the line and, and you made even, it yeah and, and it was barely noon i mean it was around the middle of the day and then you know it clear it's cleared up now so but we've had a period of probably three weeks or so when it has never really dried out it's just been dampish all right. the time right and and one reason i do laundry a lot is because it just doesn't, if you leave it, you know, if you're hot and sweaty, you put your clothes out to air out. They really don't air out very well. So I wash them frequently. And on a nice, when you do have sun, um, you can get clothes dried on the line and it works pretty well. But our power bills have been going up lately because of the fact that we've had to use air conditioning in the lodge. We, well, we entertained a lot. We just had a big family reunion up there, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But I was glad that we could offer our guests air conditioning. Um, we have to keep both our dehumidifiers going in closets because th those two closets in particular tend to get damp. And so uh, the dehumidifier dehumidifiers are essential and they work wonders actually in keeping mildew off the clothes and shoes and that kind of thing. We've had to run the, the dryer, the clothes dryer some, um, again, mostly because we've had a lot of guests and towels that we have to dry for them, but also just... You know, if I make the mistake of doing a load of laundry on a day that those thunder showers keep coming, I end up having to put T-shirts even in the dryer once in a while. So it's just um, not a good time for conservation, but I'm motivated. I want to. It's just that the weather's been uncooperative. <laughs> However, um, and I think one thing we're going to have um, be referring to, I guess, on the show notes page in our picture is that... Um, I haven't completely resorted to the clothes dryer. I do hang things around to dry inside. And so as we speak, the storage room is filled with a drying rack with all kinds of clothes on it. I was even having to hang clothes in the bathroom shower. So um, sp I've spread sheets that are almost dry out on the bed. Um, and for one thing, I don't like to put sheets in the dryer. I like for them to be out you know, air dried. So um, they almost got that way. I don't like to put towels in the dryer, but I know you and I have a difference of opinion on that. So well, each to his own. But most of our guests prefer the that they not be dried on the line. Well, let's change the subject. Yeah, and talk let's about talk a, about some a, good news. A fun thing that happened the other day is that Adrian, our announcer, caught not one, not two, but three big catfish in our pond. 
while we had Joe and Michelle and Smith and Wallace here. It was quite the adventure. We, for the very first time, attempted to fish for catfish in the pond, and boy, was it a success. And Joe caught one, too. And Joe, our son, he's a hero because he actually, he and Adrian did the cleaning, and I think he actually had to be the uh, executioner of the poor fish. So he was, And most of the cleaning and most of the as cleaning. well yes, fell to was, Joe. He was, uh, he was really good at that. Adrian and, and I were good audience members. We were encouraging, and um, we were assisting him, but basically Joe was the one who did the dirty work. And he... He'd filleted them, and then later we, he grilled them for us, and they were delicious. So It was surprising um, how easy it was to catch four good-sized catfish. That was a surprise. It was surprisingly messy and time-consuming to clean them. I was not prepared for how difficult that was going to be. And we still ended up having some bones in the in the fillet, so I don't know how much you know more you could ask of someone. And of course, when you eat fish like that, you just may have to anticipate bones. I don't know. Well, uh, since then, Joe and I both have done a great deal of research about cleaning catfish, and we think we have a plan now that will result in boneless fillets. We will probably not get as much meat from the fish as we did this time but we will have they will be more reliably boneless oh that's good to hear and of course i guess the other thing we might want to mention is the bait that adrian was using with her successful fishing was power bait isn't that what it's called store-bought um we had chicken livers and the chicken livers seemed to be relatively effective but why mess with them when you could do this this is uh, it's a much more, much less messy kind of bait that Adrian bought at the store, and it did a great job. The catfish loved it. In fact, I think we had had it since last season. No, no, a, no, no. Oh, we'd had it since uh, a week or two ago. A week or two. Okay, so how long does that stuff keep? Probably a week or two. Oh, okay. You wouldn't want to leave it much longer than that. I see. I thought she said, well, anyway, uh, it's good to know, though, that you can find something that attracts catfish as well as that bait apparently did. And let me uh, complete that story by saying just this morning, I sort of put the period on that episode by burying each of the uh, in, you have 12 places out in bed number four where you're planning to plant three sisters. I have one's three sisters going, and this would be a second three Second bed, bed right. of three sisters. And um, we had already marked where you're going to put your circles, and in each circle I have a little pool of catfish guts. Right. So uh, that's <laughs> so, part of the Indian tradition. They uh, well, at least had a, a habit of putting uh, a fish head. Right, a fish head. Where they were planning for the the, um, the growth to be go- going. So that's what we've done as well. Well, we don't. We didn't have that many fish heads, but um, I hope it's not bad juju to put their the other parts of the fish in there. <laughs> I hope not too. We we'll, shall see. We'll see, but. Of course, from a scientific standpoint, it makes sense because you're getting all that all those nutrients from the remains of the fish yeah. added to the soil. Um, well, let's talk about some some transitions that are going on in the garden. The sad news is that we've had to say goodbye to most of our lettuce. We we had um, a couple of weeks ago we had pulled most of the romaine, and um, 
you know, we had some other lettuces out there that bolted, that are continuing to bolt. But the good news is my arugula, which I love. I know you don't care for arugula, but I love it. The plant had, you know, thrown its seed and it was clearly too large. Bolting is not altogether a bad thing. Right. Not only did it bolt, it reseeded itself. And now I have like a whole bed of arugula coming up. It's just lovely. Treasure. And I've already tasted some of the little I dislike the taste of arugula. So I guess we'll have lots and lots of arugula coming on. Right. And then um, another transition is that about nine days ago, maybe eight days ago, we applied some clear plastic to two of the beds out there that just were overgrown with weeds to, in order to solarize the weeds. Well, it's they've already turned brown, and I know that it's not that the roots are not dead and that, all of that, but we're, my goal was not to leave the, the plastic all summer for a complete solarization treatment. It was more to kill the weeds back enough so that I could more easily extract them from the soil. And I think you have succeeded. I think any time we pull that plastic, you will be able to come along, if you do it quickly, and pull those weeds out relatively easily. Um, I guess we won't be pulling the plastic today, but I hope we will be doing it perhaps early next week. Right. I I do think we will do that. And as you said, pretty immediately I need to follow it up by going ahead and pulling the weeds and then of course what I plan to do is plant some sun hemp there as a cover crop in those two beds and then those will be my first beds for fall planting. I see you don't have a summer crop planned for those beds. Where are you going to put your black-eyed peas? I'm going to put those in bed number one or two. Okay. Where I, I had to, you know, I pulled All the right. garlic, so with the garlic bed is okay. now available. Fair um, enough. Uh, you'll need me to put put some trellis. We will you're need put some trellis. That's right. Yes, I hated to tell you that bad news, but we will need. No, that. I'm I'm prepared for it. Good. The okra's coming on really well, I and know. I guess it's what number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, look, no nine, nine is coming on well with your okra in it, and uh, looking good. And the sweet potatoes are looking just as happy as they can be. The only issue with the sweet potatoes is somehow convincing them to grow up on the trellis rather than out well, onto the grass. I, so. I'll take some blame for that. I really Last year, I had to get them started on the trellis, and I went out there and I got one vine started, and the others were too short to stay on the trellis. Um, and so, but now they're, they're longer. I just need to go spend a little time with those guys and convince them that okay. to guide them to the trellis. Yeah. And I will do that. Um, we have great looking blueberries. In fact, I just made, um, about three or four pans, probably four and a half pans of muffins yesterday morning using fresh blueberries just right off the tree. That was a wonderful feeling to be able to do that. It was great, and the blueberries, we're probably a little past peak now for this year's harvest, uh, but we still have a good many more blueberries we'll be able to enjoy. And it's so encouraging to see those bushes coming on after I uh, burned so many of them. Um, And, you know, we're definitely retarded in our harvest because we damaged the bushes, but they are coming back well. That's good to know. And I see all kinds of little muscadines forming out in the orchard. Looking very promising. Uh, Both the muscadines and the persimmons are looking promising. So stay tuned probably uh, late July or so. We should be 
beginning to enjoy that harvest. Lots of apples on the trees, too. Yeah, the apples are going to be ready before then. I think we'll probably be harvesting apples by the middle of July. It's exciting. They're pretty small right now, but the, um, I yeah. think they'll be good. And, of course, um, we do need to – well, we, our, our hens are still – working out in the orchard. Uh, when I say working, you're continuing to move their run around, um, which functions as a chicken tractor, and they are continually uh, scratching and digging and keeping that uh, soil um, somewhat stirred up, really. And we've been sort of wistful that we were not doing a better job following them um, with some cover crop. So yesterday, uh, I took Joe and Michelle and Smith and Wallace to the airport for them to return to California. And as soon as I had dropped them at the airport and made a little pickup run at Trader Joe's, I uh, headed out to Jackson, Georgia, to visit with the folks at Adams Briscoe Seed Company. They are the acknowledged experts on native grasses. But in addition to that, they're pretty fair to middle and smart about cover crops too. And I just had a wonderful conversation with Jimmy Adams, the proprietor, Adams Briscoe, and I'll include a link to that on the show notes page. Uh, But uh, Jimmy and I were able to work out together what cover crops we need to add on the orchard floor. So now we have a mix that he's going to be sending me that I will take out each (laughs) afternoon when I move the run I will throw out and I'll sow out some cover crop seed, spray it in with the hose so I break up the chicken poop that's out there from the day's run. And we'll have that seed um, that hits bare ground. And I hope we will begin to see an improvement on, in the condition of the orchard floor as a result of doing that. That's great. And and already the chickens are helping the fertility, and this will help it even more. Uh, that's my hope. Not to mention holding the soil in place. And we'll have a mix that we put out in warm weather and a mix we put out in cool weather that will be different. But um, the two should complement each other. And in, in the process, I think we'll end up with um, better forage for the ladies. So that'll be fun as well. So it'll be a win-win for all of us. I have to talk about something fun. It's not related. It's not really a food crop, but something fun going out on Veg Hill is a huge sunflower. It's, you know, I planted giant sunflower seeds. Well, this one is giant. And And we didn't, we only had one to make it. Yes, only one germinated. Well, thank goodness, because it's, it's huge. It's uh, how, how many feet tall do you think that thing is? Probably 14 feet tall. And it finally bloomed with a huge sunflower. So it's just gorgeous. I look yeah. out my window every morning. Cause just I can to see, see how much bigger it is. <laughs> well, and I just love the way it looks. And, of course, uh, sunflowers are wonderful for, you know, birds. And and I assume, you know, it'll later drop its seeds and I'll have more sunflowers, hopefully. Um, and there, I, I really put it out there originally as a trap crop so that I could, uh, it would, yeah, that was the pests. original purpose of and then it. I it was would part of a trap pests. crop. Well, now it's 14 feet off the ground, and even if a pest goes up to the sunflower, I won't be able to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. However, mm-hmm. it's entirely possible that the sunflower will fall over. Uh, we just really don't. And I dread that time because I love the way it looks. Well, no, I mean, we'll fall, we'll 
we'll kind of bend halfway and, and come on down so the flower will be closer to where we are. But we don't know. We This is all an adventure to us to it see what happens. looks great right now. And, and the last item I want to mention is one of my plans. I, well, there are several um, other plantings that will take place to finish out the summer uh, vegetable crop, and then I'll start on fall pretty soon too, like rutabagas go in in July. But uh, one crop that you can continue planting in this part of the country well through July are purple hull peas, and I plan to put some of those out in the next week or so so that we can have a nice crop of purple hull peas. And I guess black-eyed peas as well, Well, right? they are form- they're like black-eyed peas. They're, f- they're a, okay. a field pea, but um, yes, or southern pea is uh, a generic term. And, I, and I'm going to put some more black-eyed peas out, too, because I do believe in uh, succession planting. We've had good luck with that in the past. I'll put more tomatoes out as well. That's about all the time we have for today, but we are, thank you for being with us, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.